I want to go into Dr. Han's case. Okay, I have a 79-year-old white woman and with a history of a cholangiocarcinoma diagnosed in 1996. was incidental finding for some other thing that she got a CAT scan and she had a lobectomy and no disease for a long time. Stage 1 breast cancer was diagnosed 2005. It was infiltrating ductal carcinoma, 1.6 centimeter, estrogen receptor positive, progesterone receptor negative. Her two new was 2 plus, but the fish was positive. Can you talk a little bit more about the woman herself, what kind of condition she was in, what her attitude was? She's a very active woman, and she's still taking care of herself and very active at church. So there's not much limitation. So she was in good condition for 79, lived by herself or with a spouse? Lived by herself. What was her attitude about the possibility of receiving chemotherapy? Did you discuss that with her? Yes, she didn't want chemotherapy. What was her thinking specifically? She didn't want to lose her hair, and she said, I'm old enough. She didn't want to have that any suffering. So Cliff, how would you think this one through? I think she's a smart woman. I think anastrozole is a very reasonable therapy for a nearly 80-year-old person with an O-negative T1 breast cancer, which is what we're hearing about here. What about trastuzumab? Well, we have no data for this at all. So I've not in any routine fashion been giving trastuzumab to such patients as this. In fact, the tandem data is not especially motivating when you go back to the stage 4 setting where the overall outcome difference was pretty modest. And so I would not routinely offer trastuzumab in such a patient. It's not stage 4, right? No, but I'm comparing the differential in that setting was fairly modest, as we talked about in the earlier case. So it doesn't motivate me to give this woman a year of trastuzumab. Dan? As Cliff sort of pointed out, the problem is there's no data in this setting. I mean, there's a lot of interest, obviously, in having an endocrine manipulation followed by trastuzumab. Would that add more kick in ER-positive, pertinu-positive patients? The data isn't there. In a 79-year-old I would probably just use an AI in the setting, too. There's one question I have to ask about the HER2 status. It's 2 plus. How positive is this fish if we're going to dwell on the role of trastuzumab? It was positive. I mean, I don't remember the number. But, I didn't but it may be that it's positive by the original criteria, which was greater than 2, but it may not be so positive. If you look at the ASCO cap paper just now, there's actually a range of sort of intermediate or undeterminate results that extends above the... Mm-hmm. Old threshold. But if it's six, you wouldn't change your... It wouldn't change my approach, but it would make me feel less bad about Neil's question. But if she had a couple positive nodes? Yeah, then it gets trickier because then if she's in good health, I would think about chemotherapy, obviously, and trastuzumab. And the reason I would is that her risk of relapse is highest in the first few years with her two positive disease, and it might make a difference for her. And she says, no chemotherapy, I'm not losing my hair. What about trastuzumab and endocrine therapy alone? Well, I think at some point you could reach a place where I would say, sure, give it a try. I don't know where the threshold is, and I haven't had to do it yet. Dan? It's intriguing. I don't know. I would comment that the International Geriatric Oncology Society had a working group on pharmacology, which I was a member of, and that for virtually all cytotoxic drugs, which we're not considering here, but in the elderly, it depends on end-organ function. It's not just age so that age is not a determinant to treat older patients. And that was seen in the CLGB experience, too, that one can consider treating older patients. And, in fact, hopefully we'll have the data from high muscle study. And one might even think of, if that's a positive study with capecitabine, that this type of woman, if you were going to use a cytotoxic therapy, that she might be that type of candidate. So same tumor, except she's 69. Right. So at 1.6 with a healthy person and true fish positivity, then I'm back in my conventional ballpark. I would give those dense AC, paclitaxel, and trastuzumab as a routine. It's interesting how the age number triggers different reactions. Dan? I think it depends on comorbid conditions and the actual level of functioning. 
And there's a frail 80 that I think all of us sort of eyeball across the room without doing a true geriatric assessment and say that we're going to back off that person. And there are other patients, usually a decade younger, who could take bear. They'd be as good as a 50-year-old. So you want to follow up with what happened to the patient? Well, I give her Arimidex plus her septin. One year, she had no problem. Mm -hmm. Where is she right now? How far out is she? She is about three or four months after her septin. How did she do? She did real well, and at the last course of treatment, she came to the office to have pictures with everybody. Like a celebration. How did she do on the anastrozole? No problem. Any arthralgias? A little bit, but she says she already have some, so it doesn't matter. She can tolerate that, but absolutely no chemotherapy. Any comments? She's a tough lady. Well, but, you know, we've talked about a trial of trastuzumab with or without chemotherapy for low-risk breast cancer. And in the current funding climate at the NCI, it's just not going to happen because it would be a massive trial to fund a pretty modest difference. But there's a lot of enthusiasm for it. And this is a great case for illustrating the need for that kind of a trial. I got to say, to be honest with you, I'm surprised that you both reacted the way you did without using the trastuzumab. It's interesting. Well, there is a rate of CHF for the single agent. And we don't know what the benefit is here, and the risk is relatively What's low. What's the rate of CHF with trastuzumab? And no A couple percent. Without chemotherapy? Yeah. If you look at the single-agent trials going way back, and in a 79-year-old age is a risk factor as well for you know, cardiac dysfunction. So I'm not saying that there's a mistake here. Don't misunderstand me. But it is not a slam dunk that the risk-benefit ratio tilts in one direction. When I thought about this, I also thought about a family structure, which is important. And it was presented that this lady lives alone. If there's no support structure coming back and forth to the treatment institution or private office, whatever, is a major consequence for a person. She's driving on home. I actually think if you pull the tandem slide set, you'll see that there are cardiac events, and I think it's out of the 100-something patients. I don't remember the numbers. Yeah, but I I mean, how many of those people had anthracyclines? I'm assuming most of them did. Probably historically, but they're well enough to go into this trial. So, I mean, I just don't know the answer. Interesting. 